it's just an honor and a privilege to praise God and worship alongside of you. Amen. I hope you'll join with me and, and just enter right in. Amen. Nothing brings me more joy than giving God glory. Amen. This never gets old to me. Amen. I hope it never gets old to you. Amen. Amen. Let's sing this song together. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. I give you honor. I give you Sing it now. And I bless you. 
bless your name. I
just pray that He opens our eyes tonight, eyes of our heart, that we could see His Word. Amen. Chase away all doubt and fear. Amen. In each and every one's life. Amen. We're going to change the order of our service. God bless you, everyone. Trusting you that you are all doing fine this evening. And uh, thank you once again for inviting us to your homes. And uh, we're just so happy to be gathered around the Word of God. Um, shall we take this time to bow our heads and pray before we start? Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord Jesus Christ, this evening. We thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. That, Lord Jesus Christ, you have uh, brought us through this week, Father, and we still have a few more days to go. We pray that, Lord God, your same grace that has brought us this far, the same grace will take us home. Father, we pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that you'll be with us, Father, even as we begin this service. Oh, Lord, may you, Father, help those that have got many needs. Oh, God, may you meet with us, Father, for you said where the carcass is, there shall the eagles be gathered together. We thank you tonight and we pray that you, you visit us and be with us. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you once again. Um, Bit of a bit of a surprise today. I wasn't uh, expecting to be here, but I just got a call from uh, the pastor, Brother Barry, in the afternoon. Uh, I had a bit of a situation, so I had I'm uh, standing in for him. So I'm just gonna uh, go ahead and uh, give a few announcements, and then uh, some few announcements and prayer requests, and then we'll jump right into the word. Uh, so. Uh, Brother Peter and Rachel Coffey, they did three four over into um, outbuilding at their house and uh, uh, their dog died as well. So they're in a bit of a situation. So Brother Barry had to go there and to be with them. So they certainly want to be remembered in prayer. And uh, Brother George Ram has a test on his heart tomorrow. So you'll be in prayer for him that the Lord may undertake for him. Uh, Sister Mary Smith, uh, had five shots on both sides of the neck and uh, she's in pain uh, they say it's about seven over ten so we certainly want to remember her in prayer as well we believe that god is a god that heals he can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities and uh brindley hughes uh karen mcgodley's uh, granddaughter fell uh, fell six feet from the ladder and fractured an arm uh, she's at the hospital right now, so we want to remember her, that uh, the angel of the Lord may be with her. And uh, we also, also want to remember the Cockmans and also Brother uh, Andy Irish and the other prayer requests that we mentioned on Sunday. We will pray that uh, God will undertake for us. Uh, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we believe that Lord Jesus Christ, you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And you watch over your flock and you watch over your children. You do not slumber, you do not sleep. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for preserving the life of our brother Peter. Lord Jesus Christ, it could have been worse. Lives could have been lost. But even so, Lord God, we pray that you will be with them, Father, during this time. May you, may you touch their home, Lord Jesus Christ. May you comfort them in their grief. We pray, Father, for uh, 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 our brother and our sisters, Lord Jesus Christ, 
that are sick in the hospital, some uh, are going for procedures tomorrow. We pray that the great Holy Spirit may be with them, Lord Jesus Christ. You are the keeper of Israel and you do not slumber or sleep. And Father, you watch over your people. We thank you and Lord, we have got comfort that we can trust in you. All other ground is sinking sand. Doctors may fail or everything else can fail, but your word never fails. We thank you and we commit them into your hands. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And um, if you don't mind, uh, take your Bibles and uh, let's open uh, the book of uh, Samuel. Uh, normally, Brother Barry has got an amen button. I don't have it. Uh, I wish I would I, 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 take it from him. But I trust that you will be listening and... Um, We'll be happy to hear your feedback. Uh, you know, it's not easy to preach online. I've been preaching online for uh, a couple of services in the last few weeks, few months. And you know, sometimes you get uh, what we call a Zoom fatigue. So it's, it's, it's not easy, it's not the same as, you know, an in-person service. So you just be preaching by faith that people are listening and are catching it. <laughs> so let's... Uh, Open the book of First Samuel, chapter 15, verse 22. The Bible says, And Samuel said, Had the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. So tonight we want to talk about the witchcraft of rebellion. We want to touch, uh, talk a little bit about rebellion from the context of the scriptures. Uh, I know the last time I was preaching on the virtues of the church, I did part one. And maybe at some point when I catch the inspiration, I'll continue. But today I just felt led with the little time that we have. Uh, being a Wednesday a prayer meeting, just wanted to touch on this uh, whole idea of uh, uh, the witchcraft of, of rebellion. So we know the story here where uh, Samuel and God had told and uh, God had told Saul uh, to to destroy Agag and everything because of what he had done to the children of Israel, and and and, and Saul he had a better idea. He thought he had a better idea than God. So this is where the trouble starts. Whenever a man thinks that he knows better than God, whenever a man thinks that he can improve what God has decided, wherever a man thinks that, you know, he can he can do it a little better, he can spruce it up, you know, he can that's where the trouble usually starts. You know, it's 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 not just, you know, doing 60% of the word. It's not just doing 80% of the word. But it's about obeying the full word. So here is a classic example of Saul not obeying the full word. He killed the Amorites. He, he destroyed, but he left the fat uh, cows and, you know, the livestock. You know the story. And he said, are we going to sacrifice this to the Lord? He, had, he thought he had a better idea than to uh, uh, take what the prophet had told him, than to execute what the word of the Lord has said. And I want to say uh, tonight as we begin that 
God's word is perfect. You don't have to subtract anything. You don't have to add anything. You don't have to understand. You have to believe. You have to accept it and you have to go with that word. So God is saying that for, for, for God, to obey is, is better than sacrifice. So here is a contrast. So obedience is what God wants. But he got uh, what, he call, what is called rebellion. When you disobey God, it's, it's, it's some form of a rebellion. And God looks at this as a sin of witchcraft. And I looked up the word rebellion from uh, um, the Merriam-Webster dictionary. It says it's opposition to one in authority or dominance. And here we're not talking about the idea of being, you know, different. I know that, you know, people are born different. Some people are non-conformist. You know, they always have a questioning mind. That's their temperament. I'm not talking about that. But we are talking about rebellion. So here it says that opposition to one in authority. So as a Christian, you need to identify and to recognize authority because everyone is under authority and everyone has some form of authority. If I'm driving along the road, there is a police that stops me. There is a cop. I have to recognize that, that, that authority. If I'm living in my parents' house, my parents, my father, my mother, even if they are unbelievers, but I am under that authority. So rebellion is the idea of trying to rise above authority because authority is only authority because God has set it. That's what the Bible tells us, that God has set kings. God has set, you know, uh, governments. God has set all this order. So when you when you go above authority, even at work, when you when you think you, you, you know, you can go above your master or your boss, then you go out of the will of God. And that's what here uh, the definition of rebellion is, is to uh, opposition to one in authority. You might want to call it insurrection. You might want to call it uh, 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 treason. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's, it's when you oppose authority and, uh, and dominance. And I also you know, think that it goes well with the word apostasy, which we'll talk about a little bit as we go on further. In apostasy, it's defined as an act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize a religious faith, right? So Brother Branham says, disobedience means rebellion. I looked, up, I looked that up in the dictionary to be sure. Rebellion, rebelling against what? The revealed word of God. Like Cain revealed, rebelled against Abel's revelation, vindicated of God that it was righteous, and Cain rebelled against it and slew his brother. So God had told them to sacrifice, and when they when he told them to sacrifice, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice unto the Lord, and Cain and, and Cain's sacrifice was not accepted by God, and God did not hold him responsible for bringing a wrong sacrifice. God did not hold him responsible for being wrong in the first place. So God does not hold us responsible for the way we are born. God does not hold us responsible for, for our natural proclivities that we have when we are you know, growing up. God does not hold us responsible for being born in sin. God does not hold us responsible for coming to the world speaking a lie. But God held Cain responsible for not following the excellent way which was revealed unto him.
Because God said to Cain, I don't want what you have done. Do what your brother has done. And when Cain was told to do what his brother had done, he had a problem with that. Because remember, comparison is the cause of unhappiness. Cain, as soon as God mentioned his brother, Cain was wroth. Cain was jealousy because of the spirit which was in him. So he rebelled against what God had told him. God had told him, don't offer these fruits. Just bring a lamp as your brother has done and I'm going to accept you. And Cain rebelled against the Lord. And he was the first person to be marked in the book of, Reve of, of, of Genesis. So the mark of the beast was the mark of rebellion. It was a mark of apostasy. It was a mark of, you know, rebellion. Because remember, when we read the Bible, we learn that sin did not start on earth. The prophet tells, tells us that sin began in heaven. When Lucifer rebelled against Michael, when Lucifer rebelled against God, because he thought he could make a better kingdom. He thought he could make a more beautiful kingdom. He thought he had a better idea than God. He was not happy where God has made him. God had given him authority. The prophet says he was equal. He was a right-hand man. He could do all the things that God was able to do. But still, he was not satisfied where he was. And because he was not satisfied, he wanted to make it better. Let me tell you this, my brother, my sister. You have to be satisfied where God has put you. And you have, to, you have to recognize God's authority. So Lucifer, he, he rebelled against God because he thought he had a better idea. Like so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing the spirit of rebellion. I'm not saying uh, Saul was a lost rebel. No, Saul was the son of God because we learned that he went to paradise to be with Samuel. But you see, the spirit of rebellion came upon him. So we are just addressing the spirit, you know, and, 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 and some of the examples that I'm, I'll be referring to, I'm not uh, referring them to you, uh, to you, children of God, the church of God, the bride, the bride of God. No, I'm trying to you know, bring a contrast, you know, to identify this spirit, because we remember when Moses called the children of God rebels, God was not happy with that. So we are talking about a spirit, a spirit that is out there in the world, the spirit of rebellion. So we find out that uh, Cain rebelled against God. Because remember, when God told Cain, this is how you're supposed to worship. In other words, God opened a seal to Cain. God revealed the word to Cain. And when he revealed the word, Cain rejected the open word. Cain rejected the revealed word of the hour. He rejected the revealed word of the day. And when he rejected that, there was no more sacrifice for him. There was no more atonement for him. God had to give him the mark of the beast. And what is this beast? That beast is Lucifer because he was the first to rebel. So anyone that rebels against the word of God, he falls in the same judgment as Lucifer. So that's why it is called the mark of the beast. Because the beast in the beginning is the beast in the end. We find it in, Rev in Genesis the seed chapter, and we find it in Revelations. Because remember, the Bible uh, says in the book of Ezekiel that he was in the Garden of Eden. If you read Ezekiel chapter 28, I believe it, it is, if I remember correctly. The prophet talks about it 
when he was describing the serpent seed, that, that, uh, that, that, that Satan was in the garden of God. He was in Eden. So the beast which was in Eden is the beast that you find in Revelation. So let's continue reading. The prophet says, the Pharisees, with their own denominational knowledge of, the, of what the word of God was, selected hand-picked men, rebelled against the vindicated word of God, made manifest for the day. Jesus Christ and killed him. That's right. So rebellion is a spirit. And we find that, you know, it's prominent in these last days. Because in these last days, that's when the spirit of Antichrist comes into full effect. In these last days, that's where the mark of the beast comes into full effect. Because there is nothing new under the sun. The mark of the beast has always been there since Genesis. But in the last days, it comes into a harvest. So there is a spirit of rebellion among the nations. There is a spirit of rebellion among the children, the kids, among the teenagers. There is a spirit of re rebellion among the people. You know, in the name of liberty, in the name of having a better idea, in the name of being free, in the name of doing what we want to do. That's where we are in these last days. You can hardly, you know, you can hardly tell anyone anything. Children don't want to listen to their parents. You know, when teenagers are growing up and uh, are saying, you know, once I get to become 18, I'm going to be free and I don't have to listen to my parents. That's a spirit that we need to pray for. When, 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 when children are getting to that age, 16, 15, and Brother Abraham says, pray for my daughter, Rebecca. She's 15, 16, you know, and, and you know, she's, starting, she's coming to that age where she can be a ricketer because it's a spirit, the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of, you know, wanting a tattoo, just wanting something different. You know, rock and roll comes in. All this, you know, uh, youthful lust, which the Bible mentions, comes in. And that's a very, very delicate age. So we are living in this time where people absolutely don't want authority. They don't believe that a woman, a man can have authority over a woman. They don't believe that, uh, you know, uh, 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 the word can have, have authority over a man. They don't believe, you know, parents can have authority over their kids. They don't believe the Bible can have authority over children, over anyone. So it's a day of rebellion. That's why you have uh, protests. That's why you have all these things. No doubt, you know, there are people who are protesting for good causes. I'm not talking about that and I'm not getting into politics. But I'm talking about the idea of uh, 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 rebellion, you know, people not wanting you know anyone to tell them anything that's the time that we're living in you know back in the days you know people used to respect their parents they would sit down and the parents would say things and they would listen to that but today because of hollywood because of the internet because of television because of everything that is coming up they're driving an agenda they're driving a spirit where where, where, where they want children, you know, to tell parents what, what to do. Where they want children to feel like they know better than their parents. That's a spirit of rebellion. And God does not want that spirit. And it's a witchcraft. Let's read. Brother Abraham says, <clears throat> Now, just a minute, I want to look up something here. I think I wrote this down right. I'm not sure, but I want to say it, and I look it up before I say it. Now, just one minute. 
reprobates concerning the truth, concerning the faith. The faith, there's only one faith, that's right. Concerning the faith, reprobates. Now, we'll come back to this. Brother Abraham is, 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 is commenting about the scripture in, 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 in Romans, where the Bible says that they shall be reprobates concerning the truth. To have a reprobate mind, a rebellious mind. Let's continue reading. Brother Branham says, Now it isn't so. If you want to read it now, we haven't got time. I want to read, I, I want to read it, but I haven't. But put down Revelations 11, 13, and 17. Now there were beasts in, in, in chapters 11, 13, and 17. It's called beast the same way, but the beast, the interpretation is therion. The word, the Greek word therion, which means a wild, untamed beast. Therion, that means a wild, untamed beast. So Brother Branham is preaching this message, Revelation chapter 4, 5. It's a very good series if you've got time. And he's describing two beasts. So there are beasts in Revelation chapter, chapter 4, which we call the living creatures. And then there are beasts in Revelation chapter 11, 13, and 17. So the English word there is just says beast. But the prophet is saying, if you go to the Greek word for the beast in Revelation 11, 13, and 17, it comes from the Greek word therion. And therion means a wild, untamed beast. Now, if you go and read Revelation chapter 4, these living creatures, the Greek word is zoom, which means that these are tame animals. These are tame beasts. Now, these beasts are not natural beasts because remember, Revelations is the book of symbols. These beasts, they are representing an anointing. So the anointing of Revelation 13, 17, 11 is Therion, which is wild and untamed. And the, the living creatures, the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle, which we find even in the Old Testament, it's Zoom, which means it's a, it's a sweet, it's a tame it's a spirit, it's a humble spirit, it's a good attitude, it's the right attitude, the right spirit. Because remember, the Bible says, I will give them the right spirit, and I'll give them my spirit. So, Revelation 13, that's where we have the spirit of uh, uh, the United States, not physical, but the, the, the cosmos, what we call the system, Hollywood, politics, all these things. But the, the prophet says, it's a wild, untamed beast. In other words, it's a rebellious beast. That they don't observe authority. They don't regard anyone. They don't regard the Bible. We take away Bible from the schools. We take away, we don't believe, you know, in constitutional fibers. We don't believe, you know, in anything. They tear down everything because it's a wild and undangerous beast. And I want to drop this here so that you understand. I, I use this example so that people can understand. Our fathers in America... I mean, I'm in America, so I can say our fathers. They, were, they are the founding fathers. And whether we love it or not, they are our founding fathers. They might have made their own mistakes, just like any other human being, but because of the light that they had during that time. Yes, we can use their mistakes as stepping stones, but they are still our fathers. But now, because there is a spirit of rebellion among the people, among the nation, they want to tear down everything about the founding fathers, all the values that they stood for in the name of progression. But they think it's a, that we have got better ideas. We know better, like Lucifer, we, we can do it better. It's a spirit that has come upon the people. Martin Luther, 
He thought the Jews were antichrist because they crucified the Lord. That was a mistake. But he was still, he is still a pillar in the church of God. Because that was the life that he had. And we respect him. So is John Wesley. So is David in the Bible. So is any man that has ever worked with God. But the spirit of rebellion will say we don't want anything to do with George Washington. We don't want any, anything to do with all these founding fathers. It's not a progression. It's a spirit of rebellion that has gotten upon the people. Where they'll say, okay, we want to include women. We want women to be included. We want to protect women. That's all right. And then the next sentence they say, actually, there's nothing called men and, and female. You can be whatever you want. But then five seconds ago, you're saying, let's include women. Let's put women in leadership in, in positions. And then the next sentence you say, there's no such thing as male or female. You can be whatever you want to be. You see, it's, there's no progression. It's a spirit of rebellion. They don't want anything to do with the pilgrim fathers. The same way that is happening in the church. We don't want what Paul says. He was a woman hater. We don't want what William Branham tells us. William Branham was, uh, was a woman hater. You know, William Branham grew up in the mountains, you know, so he, he lived in the old age. It's a spirit of rebellion. It's not that Paul was a chauvinist. It's not that William Branham made something wrong with him. It's a spirit of rebellion. Now, that's the spirit that we call Therion in the Greek word. Prophet says now in the token, full obedience to the word of God will entitle you to the token. Full obedience, not the part of it as far as your denomination goes, but all of it. Full obedience to the word, which is Christ, brings you into Christ. So when you obey Christ, you get the token. But when you when you obey the word, you get the token. So when you obey the word, like 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 you know uh, Jesus Christ coming into adoption and you know adopting us as His children, but those that refuse the word, that reject the word, that rebel against the word, they receive the mark of the beast. Praise be to God. So these are the two contrasts, the two spirits that we have in these last days: the spirit of obedience which brings us to a token, which brings us to the seal of God, which is the Holy Ghost, which brings us into the church of the firstborn, which brings us into the invisible union of the bride and the bridegroom. And the other contrast is the spirit of Antichrist, which is the spirit of, 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 of disobedience, which is the spirit of rebellion, which brings people to the mark of the beast, the same way Cain was marked by rejecting the revealed word of the hour. I like what Brother Barry said on Sunday. The cup of the Amorites had to be full before the children of Israel could cross over. Now, the, the Bible says the iniquity of the Amorites. And the prophet defines for us what iniquity means. Iniquity is to do wrong when you know you are doing something wrong. So iniquity, in another word, it's rebellion. You know that this is wrong. The word has been preached. Billy Graham has gone throughout the country preaching the gospel. Oral Roberts has gone through the country preaching the gospel. The prophet has gone through the country preaching the gospel. There is no excuse. People know what is right, what is wrong. People know that there's a male and there's a female. Biologically, by all means. But iniquity must abound.
and the love of many must work cold and the cup of iniquity must be full. But now the cup of iniquity cannot be full un unless people have iniquity. And people cannot have iniquity unless they, are, they know the truth. Because the Bible says, through the law, I became conscious of sin. Because man in his natural state is born as a rebellious person. But when you come to Jesus Christ, you receive the spirit of Jesus Christ and you are the son of God. That's why God calls us sheep. That's why God calls us lambs. Because sheep, they are synonymous to obedience. Sheep obey. Sheep follow. Sheep is led. Sheep is, is you know, recognizes authority. It has got no rights. It waits upon the word. But the, the wolves and the wild animals of the earth, they are rebellious. They are, they are, that's therion. Now, I know we love our dogs. We love, you know, our pets. And the reason why we love our dogs and our pets is because they are, they are tame. We can teach them. We can train them. We can live with them. But suppose you take a lion from the Serengeti in Tanzania or you take, you know, a, a, a jaguar from, from the wild or, 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 or maybe you go out hunting in Arizona and you find a mountain lion and try to, 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 to keep it at your home. You can't do it because one, if there is a dog, it's a tame beast. You can teach it, you can train it. But another is wild. Like Esau. The Bible says, he shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man and every man's hand shall be against him. And that's not a good spirit. And we have to be careful in these last days because these spirits they are moving they are prevalent where people don't want authority they, they say pastor you don't tell me what to do you don't tell me what how to dress who are you they say uh, uh, you are misogynistic you know they come up with all these fancy titles uh, you don't teach women you know what to do with their bodies you don't teach young men what to do you don't teach, you cannot groom, you cannot groom anyone. You can no longer preach the word. You can no longer coach anyone. Because they say, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. But the truth of the matter is, you cannot be whatever you want to be. You can only be what God wants you to be. Because he is the one that brought you here. Because we were born by God and we, were, we did not come of our own choosing. And we have to obey. Hallelujah. We have to recognize authority. Praise be to God. And remember that we found without a mistake that the mark of the beast is the mark of apostasy. That is, church members hanging around to their church instead of walking in the light. They reject the light. There is nothing left but darkness. That's right. Both Catholic and, and Protestant. The prophet is saying the mark of the beast is a mark of apostasy. So, so he says apostasy is rebellion. So the mark of the beast comes to people who reject the word, who reject to walk in the light. Hallelujah. And to accept the word, it's not just to hold your Bible. To accept the word is not just to hold the spoken word and say, well, I, I'm holding this, the spoken word. It's not just coming to church and, and filling your pew. No, to accept the word is to apply it in your heart. Remember, because when something is revealed to you, you act upon it, right? If you go in the street 
if you ask anyone about Jesus, they can tell you Jesus Christ is the son of God that raised from the dead. But their life is not in line with the word because they know it by their intellectual. But if it's revealed to you that Jesus Christ is the son of God, it is, if it's personally revealed to you, then it changes your life. That's what applying the token is. That's what obedience is. It's not asking questions. It's not always trying to prove every little thing. It's not always. The prophet says a make-believer is always looking for a loophole. They find loopholes in the Bible. They found fault with Jesus. They find fault with the message. They are always finding fault. Watch. It's not that the word has got a problem. It's not that the Bible is a problem. It's a spirit of rebellion. Always finding fault. Always finding fault. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Notwithstanding, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 2 verse 20. Notwithstanding, I have a few things I few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. So God is saying, I gave Jezebel space to repent, but she did not repent. So when God gives people a space to do what is right, a space to repent, you know, God is long-suffering, he relents from sending calamity, but she did not repent. And the spirit of Jezebel is a very evil spirit. It's a dominating female, a rebellious female, like what we have today, you know, in whether it, it's at, you know, a, a micro-granular level, at a family level, or at a church level, at a political level, where we have the rise of, you know, feminism, in the name of progression, yet it's a Jezebel spirit. You know, Jezebel spirit and the spirit of Nicolaitanism. These are evil spirits which we find destroyed the church in the during the church ages. The Jezebel spirit is a dominating female personality that rises against the authority of the man, the authority of the husband, the authority of the word, the authority of the pastor. I, I, you can you can bring it to any level that you want, but it's a dominating female spirit. And here I'm not talking about the sisters. Even we, everyone, as the church, you know, it can come upon. It can affect everyone. It can even affect me if I don't obey the word Jesus Christ, my husband. Then it's a Jezebel spirit. Praise the Lord. And then you have got the Nicolaitan spirit, which is the opposite of Jezebel spirit. The Nicolaitan spirit, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a man that dominates the woman. You know, the woman doesn't have a say, she does, he doesn't even love the woman. He always tearing the woman down, like that vision that Brother Branham saw of a man beating that woman. That's your Christian dogmas. The prophet says, that's a Nicolaitan spirit, you know, the leadership of, of men instead of the Holy Ghost, a denominationalism, headquarters, you know, so what you want is a balance, not the other extreme. When you have a church that rules over a pastor, that's a Jezebel spirit. When you have a pastor that rules over the church, tells everyone what to do, what which car to buy, what color, what color to paint their house, you know, that's a Nicolaitan spirit. So you don't want a pastor that runs everything in the church, and at the same time, you don't want a church that 
tells the pastor what to preach, that the Jezebel spirit. So you want to stay in the middle, to, to, to pull the line in the middle. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Ephesians, the Bible says, in Ephesians 2, verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins, wherein in the time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedient. So this spirit, Paul is saying, it's a rebellious spirit that is working in these children of disobedience. It's the power of the prince of the air. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 4, verse 5, uh, verse 6, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wrath? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? If thou does, does not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So we've talked about Cain, how that he was angry. He could not accept he could not accept what God has said. He had a problem with what God said. People say, we love everything, but we have got a problem with Brother Branham. We have got a problem with this Jesus called Christ. We have got a problem. I like everything, but I, I cannot stand your pastor. I, there's something I don't like him. Why are you wroth against your brother? Psalms 51, the Bible says, for thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O oh God, thou would not despise. So God is saying, so David, this is the psalm of David when he had sinned. He said, Lord, I could have given you sacrifices, but you don't desire that. What you actually want is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. So David recognizes that God wants a right spirit. God wants a contrite spirit, a teachable spirit. People that can be taught, people that can sit down and listen to a sermon and apply it. People that can take the word without giving ifs and buts and, you know, maybe this. Remember the sermon that Brother Branham preached, doors in a door. When you open the word, when you open every door of your heart to Jesus Christ, hallelujah. That's a contrite spirit and a broken heart. That's what God requires. God does not bring, does not require sacrifices to say, well, I'm the biggest tithe payer. You know, I've done this. That's all right. Those, those things have got their place. But you have to have a broken heart, a teachable spirit, a heart that travaileth, a heart, you know, that is humble, lowly, being lowly in heart, not, you know, uh, on the outside, but being lowly in spirit. That's the spirit that Jesus Christ is looking for. Genesis uh, uh, Genesis 15, I think we have spoken about it. Uh, Romans 8 verse 13, the Bible says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are laid by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So the spirit of adoption is the spirit, what we call the spirit of sonship. It's the spirit of, of sonship. People who are sons, we are called the sons of God. Not necessarily 
you know, uh, sons in the natural, but sons because we are begotten by God in the spirit. We God is our father. We don't question him. We don't ask why. We accept, we believe, and we just cry, Abba, Father. There's a spirit in us. You know, uh, we talk about fatherhood, but there's also, you know, a place for sonship. And you can never be a good father unless you're a good son. You can never be a good king unless you're a good servant. Because everyone is in, is under authority. The, woman, the, the wife submits under the man. The man submits under Christ. The church submits under the pastor. The pastor submits under the Holy Ghost, under the church. So everyone is under some form of authority one way or the other. Hallelujah. So now that's the spirit of adoption. Because when you obey as a son, then you can come up to maturity. You can come up to adoption. But when you are rebellious, the Bible says we are now, in Hebrews chapter 6, the, the land that drinks the water and brings forth thorns and thistles is nigh unto rejection and whose end is to be burnt. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 12 verse 3, the Bible says, And they appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, that's the beast Satan, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. You know, he deceived the angels and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, to devour her child as soon as it was born. So the devil, he, by his tail, he drew, you know, uh, the stars of heaven and he cast them down. He, he, he organized the first protest because before you can rebel, you need to have some form of lobby, you know, you organized. So the, the Lucifer organized the first protest in heaven. The first protest to say, well, let's get together. You know, we don't like things, the way things are being done here. We don't, we don't really like, you know, where these things is going. We, we think we can do it better. So he, he, he gathered, you know, deceived them. The same way he would deceive them at Gog and Magog, you know. The same way he would deceive them to come against Israel in Armageddon. You know, he's a deceiver. He's a slick fella. So he, he gathered them together and, and he protested. So protest, rebellion and lobbying and, you know, coming together, the celebrities, the Hollywood, they say we all support this. If you don't support it, we will cut you off. You know, that's the spirit of the devil. That's how the mark of the beast is enforced. The prophet says it's a boycott. If you don't subscribe to our values, we cut you off. We take you off our social media platforms. We take you off this. It's a boycott. You can call it cancel culture, but the prophet says a boycott. The mark of the beast will be a boycott. You can't be employed here if you don't subscribe to our values. You can't open your church if you don't subscribe to the World Council of Churches. Hate speech, all these things. Now, I, I, I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about a spirit. We, we, we see it from a global level, from a national level. We look at it from a religious perspective. We look at it, you know, at all these levels. So understand we are talking about the spirit. It's not about a political party. We are not, we have gone past political parties. We stand for the word of God. Praise be to God. I like the story that, you know, Jeremiah, you know, says, that, you know, in Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 5, the Bible says that 
God told him to go to the house of the Rechabites. Now the Rechabites, and, 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 and here the Bible says in, in verse 5, chapter 35, And I said before the sons of the Rechabites, pots full of wine and cups, and I said to them, Drink ye wine. And they said, We will not drink no wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, Ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. Neither shall ye build houses, nor source seed, nor plant vineyards, nor have any. But all our days ye shall dwell in tents, that ye may live many days in the land where ye be strangers. So the Rechabites, although they knew that Jeremiah was a prophet, although they knew that Jeremiah was a respectable man, he was a good man, but they say that we will not drink wine, Jeremiah, that you have given us, because this is against what our father has taught us. And God loved what the Rechabites did. And if you read the rest of the chapter, he blessed the Rechabites, says they obey their father. They don't understand why their father said that. They don't, it may not be something, you know, they, they may feel like well, we're being deprived of our privileges, but they, they were not rebellious against their father. They said, because our father told us not to build vineyards, because our father told us not to build houses, we are going to obey our father. And God says, go and tell the house of Israel and Judah, the Rechabites are more holier than thou. So this is what God wants, a, a spirit of sonship that the Rechabites had where you obey God. You don't question, you don't try to prove every little thing. Well, did this testimony happen? Did, did, did this happen? You see, it's, but the devil, he always draws people. Now, you know, we're living in an age of internet. We have got all these people that backslide from the message. They get together. They try to find faults in the message. You know, it's always a spirit of, you know, lobbying, protest, gathering people together. The same way Lucifer gathered the fallen angels. And we, we find it in the book of Numbers. When Datan, Korah, and Abiram, they gathered, you know, a, a, a hundred people, hundred people, a bunch of hundred people, and they said, well, we, we are going to re rebel against Moses. We think we can do things better. We think we know better. We think we can. And he organized a protest. And what did God do? He swallowed them because that was a spirit of rebellion. The spirit of or rebellion is witchcraft. Whether it happens, you know, to people, to children, it's a wrong spirit. And it's something that, you know, we have to guard against. It wasn't your will to be saved. By nature, man is a rebellion against God. That's in early experiences. And he rebelled in the Garden of Eden. He's fallen from grace and run from God. And he and he hid from God. And it's the nature of man to do that. So the prophet is saying, when, before you receive the Holy Ghost, you are in rebellion. You have to come back to Jesus Christ. I'm going to list, read my last two quotations and then we will close. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, saw these reprobates, reprobate mind concerning the faith, concerning the faith, hallelujah, anointed ones in the end time. Romans chapter 1, verse 24, the Bible says, Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. They dishonored their bodies. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? And worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Verse 26. 
For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. To do what is against nature, sodomites. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of women bent in their, in their lust one towards another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. A rebellious people. So Paul is writing to the Romans. So these people, they, they, they men took men and women took women. They, they rebelled against the natural order. They, they became perverts. What we call perverts is, 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 is reprobates. Hallelujah. If you look at Solomon and Adonijah, the difference is that Solomon, he waited. He was a son. He, the, Bible, the Bible says he shall be called Jedediah, which means that God loves him. So Solomon had a right spirit. He might have had his mistakes, but there was something about his spirit that God loved. But Adonijah, he, he, he rebelled against his father. And God was not happy with Adonijah. And God could not give the kingdom to Adonijah because the spirit of rebellion was upon him. Even David, when he was anointed by God, he did not rebel against Saul. He still respected Saul in his position. He was able to obey uh, Saul and he behaved himself wisely in the presence of Saul. But Adonijah, Absalom and all these, they, they wanted to form an insurrection against their father, David. No doubt David had made some mistakes and, you know, there are things that God would say, you're not going to build a temple because you've got blood in your hands. But your son Solomon, but still Solomon was an obedient son. But Adonijah, he thought he could rebel against his father. The same way the son of, son of Noah saw his father and he laughed that his father was drunk. No matter what your father go, does, he's still your father and you still have to obey him. You still have to respect him. Well, there's a blessing in respecting your father. There's a blessing in respecting, you know, uh, fathers who have taught you the truth. But the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, remove the, not the ancient landmarks which your fathers have set. Hallelujah. We have got, you know, fathers in the gospel. Paul says, though you have got 10,000 guidance in Christ, yet you have got one father because I have begotten you through the gospel. Someone said to me one time, said, Brother Aaron, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And I saw that he was not just being a critic, you know. So I just thought, let me just give it to him. I said, well, I don't do this because uh, Brother Abraham said I shouldn't do it. You know, although I had the revelation of why I didn't do it, but I just wanted to show another aspect of, you know, to say, look, if the Catholics, they take the word of the Pope, if the, you know, the different denominations, there is no person who is without authority. You have to have authority. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So that's the spirit that we find in these last days, the spirit of rebellion, of Therion. But I trust that God will help us. God will help uh, the young people, myself. I also need God to help me, you know, to be obedient even the little things, just be obedient, just, you know, being obedient, coming to church. Sometimes people say, I, I want to receive the Holy Ghost. It's just 
coming to church, observe the quiet time. When it's time to sing, you sing with all your heart. You don't have to worry about your, your budget or your work. And when you obey those little things, you find that the Holy Ghost just comes upon you because God is so simple and he is nigh to them that are of a broken and a contrite spirit. I trust that this has been a blessing to you. And uh, Lord willing, when we have got some time, we might have to continue with this series. It's a, definitely a very long subject. I was just you know, touching the, the highlights and some of the uh, uh, things on the surface. But I pray that God will help us to, to, to win this battle. These spirits that are coming in these last days, coming through denominations, coming through Hollywood, coming through politics, coming through, you know, just coming together, blending together. It's the binding of their tears that is bringing all this rebellion so we shall take this time to pray if you have got any request you can just raise your hand wherever we wherever you are and we can just pray together heavenly thank you lord jesus christ this evening for your word that father it is able to keep us into line we pray that the great holy spirit may give us O oh god and pour without measure the spirit of obedience and help us O oh god to walk in the light to walk in the message of the hour to believe and father to follow the things that we were taught by our messengers to follow the things that we are being taught by our pastors to follow father the order that is in the church that the holy ghost has set you know pastors apostles evangelists uh, song leaders the deacons lord the parents that you have given us to obey them to honor them help us father lord god to to to, to shine away lord to to to, to get away from you know the, the the rebellious spirit that is moving in the world in the politics in in in, in hollywood in all these uh, high places that, that the bible calls them spiritual weakness wickedness high places want to be lowly in meek help us father we pray lord jesus christ for your people we pray for your church we pray father for lord god those that are in need those that are sick oh god may you touch them we pray that the blessed holy spirit may visit lord jesus christ even those that are on the verge of backsliding restore them the sinners that shall listen may you bring them father to the knowledge of the truth and may you save them by your grace we thank you and we commit the service into your hands we will commit these people into your hands in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ we pray amen god bless you saints uh we see you sunday bye bye